Hello, welcome to the Inspiranta Education Podcast, where we discuss different topics pertaining to education and career goals, including interviews of different people and discussions about different events occurring in the world today. My name is Arnon Dixon. I am one of the co-founders and co-presidents of Inspiranta Education. I'm a 16-year-old rising junior at Lindbergh High School. I have a deep passion for computer science, as I hope to continue my future studies in that field. I'm an active member of the Lindbergh Varsity Lincoln Douglas team and the Lindbergh FTC Robotics team. I am keen on giving back to my community, as I've given rise to multiple nonprofit organizations oriented around helping the community around me. Hello, my name is Arnav Dixit, and welcome to the Inspirante Podcast. Today, our guest is Clarence Chan from the graduating class of 2021 at the University of Maryland. Clarence went to Lindbergh High School in San Jose, California as part of the class of 2017. Welcome, Clarence, and we're glad to have you on the show. Thanks, Arna. Glad to be here. For sure. How's your quarantine been going so far? Uh, so far, it's been going okay. Uh, I'm enjoying myself and just trying to spend as much time with family as possible. Is your school like been uh, online or have you had in-person classes? Uh, all, of my cl- all of my classes have been uh, last semester, but I know about there were a couple of in-person classes, but it was a really small percentage of classes that were in-person. Did they have like less students in person or was it just like normal capacity? It was also uh, it was like normal capacity for the in-person classes, but they I'm pretty sure that they used like really the really big rooms to uh, make sure that it was like socially distant. Oh, for sure. Okay, so like this semester is like just all online then, right? Or yeah, you have yeah. to go to Maryland the, again. Uh, yeah, this semester is all online again for me, but I still have an apartment at school, so I'm planning on going back. Okay. Okay. For sure. Is that like inconvenient at all for you or um, does it not? Not really. I just have like, it's just like I have stuff there that I can use. I could also also stay here, but I'd say like the time zone difference is probably the most inconvenient thing uh, if I would stay here uh, versus over there. So uh, that's why I choose to go over there. And it's like, yeah, life is not that much different over there compared to over here. Do you live with others on campus or um, does it like not really matter? I live on a, I live in an off-campus apartment with a couple of roommates. So yeah, um, it's, it's been okay so far. We all don't really like, I don't know, nothing really goes on. Nothing's really going on on campus anyway. So all of us are just hanging out in the apartment anyway. Yeah. It doesn't really matter then. Okay, for sure. Um, how? What's your major, first of all, in uh, Maryland? I'm studying computer engineering. Uh, yeah. Uh, where did your inspiration come from? Uh, come from for studying that? Yeah, uh, it's quite a lot. I guess like in high, I just definitely in high school, I kind of was inspired to choose that major. Uh, I tried out a lot of different things, like um, I or I tried, I tried out. I thought I would be more uh, inclined to like business or, uh, something of that, or like sales and marketing or something like that. So I took a lot of business classes in high school, but, uh, I was able to figure out that it wasn't really for me. So I just kind of, I went along the route of like CS or uh, like computer science or engineering since, uh, at the time that's like what, uh, or when I was going, 
when I was going through high school, a lot of people, all, a lot of my peers were kind of gravitating toward, towards computer science, but to set myself apart a little more or to like for, for myself, uh, I wanted to kind of study slightly more different material. And um, I think with, I chose computer engineering because it gave that kind of uh, mix of engineering, electrical engineering and computer science. So uh, I gave a, a, like a better perspective, I guess, to like how computers are. And uh, I think ultimately that's why I decided to go to college is to learn more about computers I, in a broad hey, sense, but also. Yeah, around when did you um, start to, you know, find out that you want to take, um, that you want to major in like computer engineering? Honestly, I, it wasn't until uh, the start of my senior year in high school. So, so you, you just took like business classes before, like, cause you were planning on like taking or like majoring in business, like even in your junior year. Yeah, yeah. Or I, it was like a career path I wanted to like try out. So in my sophomore year, I took like principles of business. And yeah. then uh, in junior year, I took the virtual enterprise class. I don't know if Limbrook still has that class. Yeah, yeah. Virtual enterprise. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I, I took that class, but and that was like a pretty legitimate view into what business is uh, like running a business is actually like. And um, I, I wasn't like so uh, keen on it. So after that, after junior year, I started kind of like re rethinking about like what what I'm really interested in. And um, I guess the fact that I'm like, say, uh, like my life revolves around a, a computer and everyone's life revolves around technology. I think that there's a lot of ways to kind of impact that industry. So I, th I thought that in high school, I would be able to like uh, do some really like innovative or really groundbreaking things uh, in the future, you know, as one, as one dr dreams about in high school. Yeah, for sure. Does that mean that you like had no like computer, like, like coding knowledge in high school or that you didn't take APCS or intro? I actually took APCS in my senior year, uh, right after I kind of made my decision. And uh, also my junior year, like later to the end of my junior year, I also attended uh, like a hackathon. So th that was also kind of one of the reasons why I pivoted from like a business focus, uh, like a more business focused career to uh, computer science or computer engineering. Okay, for sure, yeah. Um, personally, like, for uh, a lot of juniors at Lindbrook, like including me too, like I feel like we have like this one major that like we want to like, like a very fixed mindset, right? Like mm -hmm. in terms of, like in my case, right? Like I took POB, but then like I still kind of have some interest in business, but you know I haven't really taken any business classes. Like I'm doing and I'm doing CS classes right now. So like, what would you kind of recommend for a student like midway through junior year? who sort of like has a change in um you know career passions because isn't it a little like late to sort of reorient your extracurriculars or like take new classes all together uh I, that is true it is it is i guess like late in that sense for like college applications but i think if you i think personally after like going through my major if you truly do uh, or if you're truly passionate about uh, like one 
like career interest, one career path over another, it's never too late to kind of start getting your feet wet. As long as you um, kind of, I guess, like act, act upon your passions and try to at least uh, put effort into like finding out whether it, uh, it's something you still want to do. I think uh, the, there's no real time limit on that. And also, honestly, like even in high school, I still was kind of like not like 100% on computer science. I chose it because it was like my highest like confidence level. You know what I mean? Like I was like 70 or 80% confident in my choice for like computer science. I wouldn't say I was like 100%. This is like uh, my my destiny, you know, like my calling in life. But it was some. It was like the um, the subject that I decided that it was like my I had like my highest interest. Right. If yeah, that makes that's sense. pretty interesting. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, did that means like you didn't take any like sort of like CS related like clubs in high school either, right? Uh, I yeah, I did not. Most of my yeah. like CS like knowledge or passion was from one APCS and two. It was just like a lot of my peers kind of like introducing me to the the space. So I would say that um, even though I get, I didn't really have like an academic background, I still definitely understood like what was kind of going on and what people uh, like what the what it was like to be like a computer science student, kind of in uh, maybe maybe like in college or something like that. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty interesting. Um... Did you do any business related high um, clubs then or uh, not really? Uh, I, actually, I actually did not do any business uh, related clubs either because like DECA and FBLA were quite a bit like a time sink from what I saw. And I was kind of like preoccupied with like Boy Scouts because that, that was kind of my main uh, preoccupation in high school. I, I devoted a lot of time to that. So uh, honestly, that's kind of why I like didn't really have that many extracurricular activities listed for you. Uh, Cause like I, I picked like a couple for, for me personally, I picked a couple that I really enjoyed and really liked and like put a lot of effort into those. And I didn't really want to spread myself thin in high school. And I think I still have that same mentality in college where I, I like having like a few things that I'm really like, excited and uh interested in and uh, i just like kind of like full send on those right yeah that's um because then that means that you can get the most like done for sure yeah um were you you were an interact right what exactly is interact club uh interact was like a community service club if i remember correctly it was like uh it was a club that did a lot of like community service events and uh, a lot of volunteering stuff too. So I like tried that out because I, I did do some community service in Boy Scouts, but this is kind of different. It was a little more of like a social volunteering club or a volunteering kind of like organization. So I, I don't know, it was kind of a little different from what I was used to, but um, I like, kind of just participated to see what they were about. And, um, but other than that, I wasn't really too involved. What sort of made you wanna stay in the club as opposed to 
going to like another club like CSF, which also has volunteer. That's true. Um, I guess it was like, uh, I, like a couple of my friends like at, asked me if I wanted to join. So I guess like my main motivation for that club was just uh, like peers in the club. Okay, and you just went along with whatever was going on, and um, yeah, right. And I'm guessing it wasn't too like much of a time commitment, and you like genuinely enjoy the activity. Yeah, at yeah, at first I went to like one or two events, and then after that, it, I I didn't really feel like, in like I didn't really feel like inclined or like super passionate about uh, continuing like putting in work for that organization. Right. Okay. That means that you spent most of your time like really doing Boy Scouts, right? Yeah, and uh, in the fall, I would uh, play play water polo, and that was like practice every day after school, and uh, a lot of games, a lot of tournaments. So right. that that took up a lot of time during the school year too. Yeah, then it would like be hard to do like all sorts of clubs and be officers. Then that makes sense. Yeah. Um. When did you get particularly interested in Boy Scouts? Uh, honestly, it was like, uh, I started like Cub Scouts in elementary school. That's like the, before middle school, before you're like 13 or before you're 10 or 11, uh, you're, you're in Cub Scouts. And then from middle school onwards, I was in, uh, a Boy Scout troop. So honestly, yeah, ever since middle school, I've been like, I was involved with like my Boy Scout troop. Right. Okay. Um, have you always been an outdoor person or what particularly like made you like join Boy Scouts or was it parents who made you join? Yeah, I, I've always liked going on walks and I never went camping as uh, I, I never got like too many opportunities to go camping in, um, in like my childhood. So, uh, with Boy Scouts, it was actually a really great opportunity for me to kind of, uh, you know, learn more about the, uh, learn more about nature, learn more about like things that I don't get like taught in school necessarily. And it's more like kind of like activities where you just kind of, it's like kind of like outdoors, outdoorsy skills and activities. And then it, uh, as I went on to the Boy Scouts, we uh, went on like more exciting, like camping trips, went to more places. So I think I just got in like I just like caught the bug, you know? Yeah. How much of a time commitment was it then? Yeah. Uh, so I had meetings uh, two or three times a week, depending on uh, the week. And during my time in Boy Scouts, there were a lot of leadership positions to take on. So, uh, and all a lot of the, the range of the leadership positions that I took on uh, varied a lot in purpose and uh, responsibilities. So those, along with uh, having meeting, meeting and general troop responsibilities, I had uh, responsibilities to manage uh, a certain thing based on my um, my leadership position. And one of those was uh, like being a patrol leader, where you have a little like sub, uh, like a patrol of other scouts in the troop and you kind of led them through uh activities or uh other other and kind of relayed between the patrol leader council which was like the council where um uh, the troop kind of decided a lot of uh, the events and activities for the year 
and uh, relayed that information to the rest of the patrol. Right. Um, given like there are a lot of like leadership opportunities, like how did you per se get promoted, and how did you like show like whoever was promoting you that you could like that you were capable of being promoted to like the, such leadership positions. It was def it's definitely uh, a lot of just like displayed leadership um, during these events. Uh, you have to be like very present and very active in order to like kind of show that you're like involved and you're committed to being uh, to being involved in a leader for your uh, patrol or for whatever responsibility you have. And uh, usually, usually when you're starting off, there's not much to like kind of go off of, but, uh, once, once you start like aging or like, once you continue, uh, continue on with the troop, uh, I, I think more people will give you like an opportunity to give you opportunities to display, um, how you can, uh, like your growth as a leader or like your capabilities as a leader. So yeah, I think for that was sure. the main the main like reasons so then like given given that like you were obviously probably given like a lot more responsibilities and like duties yeah definitely uh towards the end uh of my time at boy scouts i was like when i had a lot of uh extra like responsibilities i was working on uh like ranking i was working on my eagles eagle project stuff for trying to get the rank of Eagle. And also I was uh, the senior patrol leader at one point where I had to manage like the entire troop. And that was like planning mostly troop events and uh, pretty much like the schedule for uh, six months. Right, so then how did you sort of like stay passionate about Boy Scouts given that it could be a lot of work for you coupled with all the other things you had? I think honestly, it was just like the reward of um, the reward of kind of staying involved and learning things and uh, having like a community to interact with. Uh, I got to like hang out with uh, a bunch of boys from other schools, and I had been friends with them for so, so like uh, almost like ever since they were in the troop or whenever I was in the troop. So it was just overall like a really good. Uh, a really strong brotherhood that like kept me um kept me in the community right so um coupled with that brotherhood unlike whatever like obligations and everything that you had you would probably say that boy scouts was your primarily primary experience then right or primary so, yeah. extracurricular yeah yeah i would say so okay for sure um also uh how did you become an Eagle Scout? Was it just um, like working more to getting more leadership positions? So actually caveat here is I did not get Eagle Scout, but um, the main the main thing with uh, the main like requirement or the big uh, requirement that a lot of Eagles, uh, that's a lot of work for Eagle Scouts is uh, the Eagle Project where um, you have to, pretty much manage uh, an entire like construction project like uh, of some sort where you either build, you either like build something of uh, like a bench or like simple example you build like a bench for a school 
and um, you have to kind of be uh, be in really close contact with the school, develop a lot of plans for how you want to build the bench, uh, devote a lot of time to uh, organizing like all the permits and uh, all the other um, uh, parts of your plan, like uh, how many people you'll need, what kind of resources you'll need to buy. So it's actually a lot of like project management that you had um, that one had to do for the uh, for an eagle project. And honestly, that although I didn't get eagle, I did have the opportunity to uh, kind of try try working on my own eagle project. And uh, I will say that it was a lot of work. I had to do a lot of meetings uh, with with like. Uh, the people that I wanted to uh, do an Eagle project for. I do a lot of things with uh, the administration of the troop. And I just had to like get all that, uh, get all that stuff organized. And it was really a really big task for a 17 year old, honestly. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Then if you, cause um, that just like coupled with that and college applications that might be like a lot to handle. Yeah, makes sense. It was it was definitely a lot of hand, uh, a lot of things to handle during even during my second semester of senior year. Like people say that that's like a chill semester. Uh, I still had like a lot of a lot of work to do, and it was still kind of stressful for me. Yeah, but um, was there like any fun to it, or like to, to that project alone, or? I guess it was like fun to see that uh, the progress that I was making for my project. And um, it was still fun to, uh, I guess, like learn about how one knows about like building something for an organization. Cause you, you kind of, you kind of wonder after a certain point, like how do, how do people like just get things done in the real world and like how how to how to how to how to like people achieve results or achieve their goals for like certain things and i i think that was like a valuable lesson that i learned from uh doing an eagle uh like doing part of an eagle project right yeah that's definitely useful in that regard um also uh, one more question about boy scouts is it too late to join boy scouts as a high schooler like a ninth or tenth grader or uh, definitely even, not or even per se like how can uh one uh get involved in boy scouts and maybe like start like their path into getting that eagle scout ranking later on in high school if um one chooses to do so yeah um it's honestly a matter of finding a local troop that uh you want to join all uh there's a lot of troops if i remember correctly there are a lot of troops around uh here around the area that you can join and uh, all of them, they're all kind of different in some way, some ways, but generally they're all, uh, they all have like good, good outdoor experience, uh, good uh, community of other, other boys who want, uh, who are interested in the same things you are. So honestly, even in high school as a freshman or sophomore, it's, it's definitely not too late to join and, you know, grind to try to get Eagle Scout. Because honestly, if if you're hardworking enough, you probably could uh, achieve it uh, within those four years. 
Right, yeah, it's definitely very encouraging for someone who might want to do that. Um, also, you did water polo. Um, when did you start water polo per se in high school? I started in my freshman year. Did you do swimming or uh, actual water polo before? I did. I, I did play in a club uh, in middle school with, and my, I guess like how I got into that was I was just with my friend and my friend was playing water polo at the time. And I just wanted to, you know, do, do an activity with my friends too. But also after a while, like I actually came to really like the sport. I already enjoyed uh, swimming as uh, like an, as like a sport. So I, th I felt like water polo was like more of a game that I could like get, uh, get lost in. So that was kind of my main motivation to keep playing in high school. Right, so probably it just started with your friend, then I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, kind okay. of a, a, kind of an, a kind of an obscure sport, definitely. And I really don't know how people like find out about it unless they play. They've like played before. They like know someone in it, or they 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 do swimming already. Right. Did you do competitive swimming then before? Uh, I did not actually how'd you learn swimming then before like actually doing water polo uh honest same same as everyone else i took i took lessons as a kid and i eventually got slightly better at swimming um uh, and through water polo i did get better at swimming and um overall my my abilities in the game were a lot better but uh by the time I was in senior so that's kind of why or by the time by the time I became a senior I didn't realize how much like I valued the sport as like a time commitment because before in freshman and sophomore year I was just like oh man I have to go to practice practice sucks practice is hard <laughs> I don't know I don't know why I'm doing this but I think in my senior year I finally realized that like or uh, that it was a lot of like the value in it was seeing my growth from being uh, like a novice water polo player to being uh to being not uh, like above a novice water polo player so that was pretty valuable for me were you ever like captain of like your jv or varsity team uh i was not i was never uh, yeah i was never a captain uh, for the jv or varsity team right so um okay so then that means that you weren't like really like too committed to water polo then right because you had boy yeah. scouts yeah i was committed to playing in the games and i was committed uh committed to practicing but uh i guess i didn't uh i didn't i wasn't really interested in like being a captain for that one because i had other leadership responsibilities and, and right boy scouts how do you time daily practices with like the boy scout responsibilities that you had because that seems like a lot for one it actually was a lot so my daily practices were usually two hours and uh, my Boy Scout meetings would be like on, on Mondays right after practice, uh, like a couple hours after practice. So those days, those Mondays were really hard. And like some other days I would have like other Boy Scout uh, like meetings or activities at night. So honestly, like handling both practice and the meetings in the uh, in the fall was uh, quite difficult to do. 
how'd you handle schoolwork as well? Because you probably had a lot of schoolwork along with APs. Yeah, I did. I, I did have a lot of schoolwork. Um, thankfully, um, thankfully, it wasn't in, in the fall. Usually, it's not too much work. I would say. I guess like because it's like starting up, and uh, there, I guess like teachers are still kind of easing into um, easing into the school year. So it, it was fine around then, but uh, when it started to pick up again, it, it was definitely hard to keep up with everything. I, I'd have to stay up pretty late as well to try to get things done. Was a part of it due to um, poor time management on your part, or do you think that you did the best you could possibly to sort of like avoid the problem of like having to sleep like too late um it might it might have been a mix of both i was indeed a teenager i i didn't have you know the most perfect time management skills any uh of any like high schooler but also like given my circumstances i like committed myself to a lot of other things after school so um or like a large time commitment outside of school so it, it makes sense that I, I would have to dedicate the rest of my time to as much as the rest of my time to finishing up my schoolwork. Right, and leading up to that, how many APs really did you do, especially particularly like in your sophomore and junior year? Um, in my, I only took APs in my junior, only started taking AP classes in my junior year. And uh, I took three in my junior year. I took B, Calc BC, APUSH and AP Chem. And then in my senior year, I took stat, AP stat, French, AP French, and APCS. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that means that, uh, yeah, that's probably a lot to, you know, sort of balance with the. Um, yeah, it was a lot. Papers. Especially in BC, I think there's this one teacher. Did you have Korzunski? I had Dibdal. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, a, there's another teacher who gives like six pages of homework or something. Yeah. So. I do remember the crunky, the crunky homework. Yeah, it's definitely not fun. <laughs> okay. Um, also, like, given that you didn't do, like, too many, like, extracurricular activities, how did you, like, showcase your, like, abilities in your application? Um, I would say for my application, I guess, I definitely leaned on uh, the Boy Scout and water polo stuff heavily for just, like, I guess like just writing it down in my application, but I think what did well for my uh, what worked well for my application was uh, my like I think it was like my college essay. I I put a lot of work into that and made sure it was like uh, make sure it was like sound and application ready. So honestly, even though I to explain why like I I did well on my applications uh for college without too many extracurriculars is probably one because of my essay or and two uh i guess it was like the range the types of schools i applied to uh i i guess i was like a good a good fit for them but again college applications is kind of like a black box i really can't tell you i really can't tell you much more because i don't really I didn't really know what was going on in uh, when I was getting like when I was applying to college either.
Yeah, for sure. That's pretty effective then, I guess, to put it on your essay because that's where you like tell your real story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, also, this might be going a little bit in the past, but um, which out of the two, SAT or ACT, did you take and how did you score? I took the SAT right when they were transitioning to the new one. So I took the new one. I got a 1410. So that's like not bad, I'm assuming. And it was pretty early on when like the, the new SAT came out. So I don't know if like colleges knew how to like assess it. So maybe I got lucky there because I, I'm pretty sure it's not like, you know, a top, like a top tier SAT score, but it's like above average, but uh, maybe for some colleges it wouldn't have cut it. But um, yeah, I, I took, I took the SAT and I got like a decent score. Do you know that uh, how others like around you scored at Lindbergh as well? Like what their average scores were that year? Um, so most of my friends took either either like the older version of the SAT or the uh, the ACT. And for the older version, for my peers, it was like around like 20. I, I think most people were aiming around like 2200, 2100 or 2200. And for the ACT, I feel like most people I knew got around like a 33 or 34. Oh, okay, okay. That, that, that's not too bad then. Yeah. I'm not right. sure how much scores have changed. Yeah, because like right then. now, like at Lindbergh, right, since it's really competitive, like I see a lot of people getting like 1,500 pluses. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Lindbergh. <laughs> it's pretty stressful in that regard. Yeah, I, I get it. It's, yeah. it's uh, difficult to kind of like go on about your your academics and stuff like that when you kind of like when that kind of stuff is like looming over your head yeah and like ap exams too like later on oh yeah yeah i remember that's tough (laughs) it's Uh, it's all tough yeah for sure um did you take any subject tests as well i took math and chem but honestly i don't even know if they like impacted my application that much to be honest how did you do in uh, math and chem? I, I got a 790 on math and I got a 780 on chem. Right. Uh, how did you study for chem? Did you take chem after you took AP chem or before? Uh, so I took I took math and chem at, in my soft, at, after my sophomore year. So it was after pre-calc and like chem honors. So around that time, I got like a 720 on chem and then like a 780 on math. So I just retook it. I, I think I retook it again in junior year, both math and chem. And I re, I retook chem after AP chem. So I had like a lot more, I guess, chem, good chemistry fundamentals for the test. Right, how do you uh, like get the additional chem concepts? Cause like I'm studying for the ICT chem too and I'm taking physics honors and I took chem honors last year. So how do you like, get those additional concepts down? Um, hmm. I think it was definitely a lot of practice. I know this kind of sounds like, uh, like kind of like, oh, you just need to, you just need to work harder. But uh, for, for that kind of thing, for, for like the subject test, honestly, like AP Chem in terms of like the stuff I covered in AP Chem, 
and the stuff I covered in Chem Honors, AP Chem went like slightly more in depth and had a little more complex problems. So I guess that helped my, that just helped my like chem problem solving a little more, like my skill, uh, problem solving skills a little more, but um, that that's like only attributed to like so working with more chemistry problems. And I just had another year of uh, doing chem problems. So that's probably the main reason why I, I, I like scored higher after taking AP Chem. Right, yeah, that's definitely useful then in that regard, because a lot of concepts are from AP Chem and not like William Chem Honors. Yeah, or it might, it would probably still have like overlap in Chem Honors, but I feel like Chem Honors wouldn't, there, there are a lot of concepts that Chem Honors doesn't go like full, uh, like fully in depth into. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you also have any internships in between your years in high school? Uh, I didn't. Okay. Uh, what about any summer programs or anything like that? Yeah, I went to one summer program. It was like an engineering summer program right before senior year. I went, uh, it was like a four week program at Johns Hopkins. Uh, I, I just like applied for some cause uh, that's, uh, that was like the thing to do <laughs> at the end of junior year. It's just like, oh, you should go find um, a summer program to do. I'm like, oh, I, I guess, <laughs> sure, <laughs> why not? Do you really think it like impacted your application or? Uh, I think it did because it gave me like, I guess it gave me like more so more of the more information about what I actually wanted to do. So I think I was a little more confident and a little, a little more, um, I guess I would, I would say I was like the, the path, the, my like career path was a little more clear, uh, after going to one of those programs. Right. Okay. For sure. Um, what did you, uh, particularly learn, um, in that summer program that you were in? So yeah, that summer program mainly focused on like engineering concepts. So it was like a, a lot of physics, but it was also like based in material. Uh, it was like physics based in like materials, material science. So uh, there we did a lot of like uh, physical property stuff. And like, I don't know, we, we, we would solve like uh, en typical engineering problems that related to like physics and materials and things like that. And uh, they also included uh, units about uh, about like uh, computer engineering, where it was a lot of like um, binary or uh, uh, like logic or digital logic, that kind of thing. So that that was mainly the gist of what I learned at that program. So getting exposure to all this kind of helped me decide what's what I really wanted to do versus like what I'm what would be like a backup for me, I would also be interested in, but, uh, and like clearly uh, uh, like making a divi uh, division between the subjects I did like and the subjects I didn't really like. Right, yeah, that, that definitely helps and that probably also helped you in like choosing computer engineering then. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, Moving on from that, how is the college uh, application process like for you? Um, I guess, or could you like 
give more details about what you want yeah to know. yeah sure so how did you um how how did you uh per se like balance like the time between like college apps and ap's and water polo and boy scouts and eagle scout project yeah um honestly it was just another thing on my docket that i had to do um i don't really remember i remember it was really super stressful um i put in i think the only way that i like the only reason i like survived was or like kind of like survived that period of time was because uh, oh like near the end of the summer i started kind of early on like my applications and started getting like uh, my essay drafted or uh, like early on so i think that helped a lot uh just given like the timing of how applications go i had like i just gave my, i tried to give myself as much time as possible to work on um work on like all of my applications right yeah early probably definitely helps um what did you uh particularly how did you like come up with the college list and when did you start coming up with the college list i started coming up with i started coming up with the college list with my parents mainly um around uh early also probably i think like over the summer i started adding a couple more like a couple of schools to like an excel spreadsheet and then as I went, as I like was filling out my applications and doing research on what kind of, what kinds of programs and uh, at which universities were available to me, I made a lot of my decisions based on that too. And uh, I would say uh, Limbrook was like the college and career center or whatever it's called. Uh, they were actually really helpful with uh, providing resources and like, I guess like just ideas of for colleges to apply to. So I, if anyone's like looking for more assistance or more guidance on their application, that uh, that is definitely a resource I would uh, take advantage of. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you use the College and Career Center before your senior year or did you really start using it your senior year? Um, I think I started using it in like my sophomore year or junior year when I was try trying to figure out like uh what what like SATs I wanted to take or like what tests I want to take what um like if I wanted to apply to summer programs and stuff like that so it was still decently helpful in like my sophomore and junior year but uh I'd say the bulk of the value that I got out of it was uh from my senior year Right, for sure. Yeah, that's probably really helpful for anyone who um, at Limburger wants to, uh, who's unsure about how to apply for colleges or just needs advice then. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, how did you first explore and decide like which clubs and societies you wanted to like go and like be a part of in Maryland? In Maryland, I, um, we had a, like a first look fair where a lot of the clubs just kind of did like uh, introductions and uh, uh, to a lot and try to recruit new members uh, every year during the fall. Of course, uh, this past this past year, I think it was virtual. Yeah, it was virtual this this past year. But usually, it's uh, like a really big event, and a lot of like uh, a lot of clubs participate in it. 
and there there's pretty much a club for anything in college so uh i really had a lot of options for things to kind of like look into yeah that's definitely helpful in that regard um are you in any like clubs right now or any cs or non-cs related clubs um right now i'm not but every once in a while i did kind of like um not like low commitment stuff in college like i feel like a, a lot of the clubs are pretty low com low commitment like you just kind of uh, commit however much time you want and um if, if you don't want to continue there's like no hard feelings right for sure um with that in mind not like having done any much clubs in the past uh have you done any like internships really in college yeah, in college, I started doing uh, more internships um, just to get more industry experience. And now that I have like uh, a specialization kind of attached to my name, I had a lot more, I had like op more opportunities to uh, kind of actually uh, deeply explore uh, what my what my chosen career path is all about. How'd you really get your first internship at Maryland, given that you didn't have much CS background before then? Um, my first internship, I got it through uh, like a connection uh, within my family. So it was my mom's family friends uh, was the CEO of uh, like a small startup. And uh, she hired me with a bunch of other uh, interns from other colleges. And uh, that, that was, Pretty much the gist of how I got my first internship, and then after that, um, I did a lot of applications. I went to a lot of career fairs in both, like the CS department and the uh, engineering department. So, honestly, there are a lot of opportunities for me to try to find internships. And I think after after you get the first after you get the first one. Uh, it becomes significantly easier, but even getting the first one is not too bad if you, I guess, like, I guess if you show that you're really interested, uh, show to a company that you're like really interested and in, that you can like adapt quickly or you can learn quickly to whatever they throw at you. I think that's like a valuable thing to have um, if you're looking for internships in that way. Right. Yeah, for sure. Without much like experience. Because a lot of freshmen I've seen in college, like they struggle with getting that first internship, like even yeah. in like good name colleges. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, yeah. All right, so to wrap things up, my final question for you today is whether you have any final tips or um, advices about high school, college, anything we discussed today or anything like in regard or in general. Um, yeah, sure. I guess just like generally, uh, you there's still a lot of life left to live <laughs> as a even after completing college there's still a lot of time for you to kind of really explore what you're interested in and um don't feel like you're going to be if you like pick something you have to be locked into it forever things things change all the time in life and um so does your career I think it's safe to say that like there's a lot of time for a lot of thing random things to happen such as a global pandemic and um if you just uh if things aren't working out a, a way 
uh, that you want what you want it to. Maybe maybe they aren't supposed to work out that way, and maybe um, there's something else that uh, might invigorate you or interest you a lot more than what you were trying to do initially. Definitely, you weren't succeeding already. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Thank you for、uh, participating in this podcast with、uh, Inspire Education, and、uh, we wish you good luck in your、uh, future at the University of Maryland and beyond. Yeah, thanks so much, Arnav, for having me、yeah. on the podcast. Thanks, yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Follow Inspirante as well at Inspirante underscore Education, and follow our podcast on Spotify at Inspirante Education. Thank you for listening. See you on our next podcast coming soon.